Alright, these right here. These are the pawns. They like the soldiers. They move like this. One space forward only. Except when they fight. And it's like like this. And they like the front lines. They be out in the field. So how do you get to be the king? It ain't like that. See the king, stay the king. Alright? Everything stay who he is. Except for the pawns. And for pawn, made it all the way down to the other dude's side, you get to be queen. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to the 10th episode of the weekly Substandard Expanded Universe podcast, where we count and recite poems. The SSEU is the fan cult of the Substandard podcast, obsessed with Brackets, Mulch, and John Wick. You can find us on Twitter, where the insanity is out in the open for all to see. I am Thomas, and as always, except for that one time when he left me and Chris all alone to record an episode, I am joined by both Ryan and Chris. How are you guys? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm getting over the abandonment issues I have. I was, with Ryan I was doing better before you us. brought that up and threw it in my face again. <laughs> I was having a good time. Foreplay was fun, and then you brought that up. An hour of foreplay. Abandoned. Uh, abandoned. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move on. How about that? Transition. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> Moveon.org. <laughs> Have you guys recovered from the election? No, I'm still recovering. <laughs> I uh, watched zero cable news that night. Um, so I had a very, very uh, tainted worldview uh, of the elections because all I saw was what was on premium. And I ventured onto Twitter a little bit, but not much. So Premium uh, is a nice filter for elections. It is a nice filter. See, too bad JVL can't see it. <laughs> see i don't i don't mind twitter during elections it, it depends on who you follow so if you follow people who take it too seriously yeah it's gonna suck but if if you're just yeah. having fun with it, it it's quite enjoyable i watched cnn off and on throughout the night tuesday and so that wasn't that wasn't too bad rick santorum made a fool of himself several times i noticed that <laughs> But, Would you care to explain? Because, like I said, uh, I didn't watch. There was one, I was going to do a whole thing on this, but I forgot to write it down. He was trying to say that Trump not having uh, any any beliefs makes him a leader, and that's something that he's <laughs> always thought. And I'm like, Rick Santorum is saying that like somebody not having any real beliefs <laughs> oh my is what we need in a leader. And it, it was just so, even the other people on the panel were just it, it just looked like they were just trying not to laugh <laughs> and i wasn't trying not to laugh i was just laughing <laughs> i thought you were going to say that rick santorum said that he was in favor of a trade war before it was cool <laughs> i mean <clears throat> i'm sure he has said something like that but yeah no so one one thing that i always so i almost never watch cnn except for election nights and i always wonder if John King and Dana Bash think it's awkward. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Please wow. go on. So Dana Dana Bash and John King used to be married. Oh, okay. At, at one point in time. Uh, but they still do all of this election coverage together. I, I am sure that outside of election season, they probably also appear on air together. And I would just, I would, I don't know. I feel like I would find I mean, that to be a bit weird. 
Oh yeah, I, definitely. Uh, yeah, I have to think that that's they probably can't get other jobs. So <laughs> <laughs> they're stuck at CNN. Also, CNN they have a very specific set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the network's not that old. Nineteen eighty? So... No, is it that old? No, it's sometime in the nineties. Yes. I thought it was nineties. Right? Oh, I'm gonna look this up. I'm pretty sure it's nineteen eighty. Okay, quiet. He's googling. Complete science. <laughs> I said complete science. Oh my gosh, you are right. It is nineteen eighty? Okay. Oh, didn't even get there. Oh, it's it's older than but, I but thought. But for for the longest time, CNN was the only game in town. It was mid nineties, probably when Fox came on. And then MSNBC is even newer? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, I think they were all bad ideas. We should not have 24-hour news networks. We should oh, not so have you're, so, you're, so you're in favor of uh, government regulation to stop the 24-hour new, news networks? I think we should have the Fairness Doctrine reinstated. <laughs> so <that> we, get, <laughs> we should get equal coverage from the libertarians... Remember before Obama was elected, when on talk radio, that was all they talked about was the fairness. Yeah. Obama's like, the fairness doctrine is coming back. The fairness doctrine is coming back. <laughs> I heard about that so much. And then Obama got elected and nobody talked about it. <laughs> but yeah, cable news is a disaster. You have maybe an hour, hour's worth of news that should be covered. And instead they wring their hands all day. And again, I love the parodies of election night coverage. Everybody's making the jokes uh, about how um, basically the coverage, no one knows anything because it takes a long time for votes to come in unless they're in certain counties where it's obvious who's going to win, where they're like, with 1% reporting, we're calling the election for Elizabeth Warren. Um, oh, uh, w- one thing from election night. So for my uh, my local representative uh, in the House, um, in the U.S. House, CNN called it. Uh, early in the evening, and then they turned out to be wrong. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that they'd not make... It seems like everybody has gone back... After 2016, everybody's gone back to like trying to wait and not be wrong. You'd th- you think that they just not but get But they also want to be first. They want to be first. Yeah, oh. If they don't want to be wrong, and then... Sometimes they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so on uh, on Twitter, I'd, I'd like to put in a plug for uh, Decision Decision Desk HQ. Yeah. They they do a pretty good job of, of calling things, but not calling them too early. But but you can notice, and I think this is I think this is something that happened after two thousand. CNN in general is much more cautious about calling races uh, post two thousand than they were prior to it. Hey uh, guys, remember the article we read? Put your hand up when you want to finish your point <laughs> before someone else talks. It's a virtual talking stick. I'm going to throw the virtual talking stick at you. <laughs> Ryan, uh, how do you like uh, your senators? Well, I mean, it was a little close. I, I would have I voted for Cruz, but uh, I'm pretty sure Cornyn is my senator. He, <laughs> so, you know, I was just... Nothing I could do. Nothing I could do. So I don't. I don't I was, quite. I was just waiting it out. I don't quite think that's how Senate elections work. Yeah. I, well, no. I was seeing a lot half, of stuff half the about gerrymandering effect impacting the Senate yeah. races. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All that gerrymandering. I don't know who the who the Jerry is, but I know <laughs> that Man, I know Mandering. He's not a good guy. <laughs> so yeah, Cornyn's my senator. I'm pretty sure it's what that's what some guy in a Beto shirt told me, and so he said you can't can't vote for Cruz, and so I said, damn. Oh well. I don't like him that much. But so like so you have you have you have been gerrymandered out of Cruz's Senate district. Yep. Yeah, I'm tired of it. 
it's that's a bummer because I know that you're a big Grayson Allen fan, and the <laughs> likeness of Grayson Allen and 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 Ted Cruz, you just are automatically a Ted Cruz fan. That's the best thing about Ted Cruz. <laughs> he looks like Grayson Allen, and he might be better at basketball too. Oh come no. on! No, oh no! Did you guys see video of of Ted Cruz? <laughs> Playing against Jimmy yeah. Kimmel, yeah, it was, it was the most pathetic thing I've that, ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're they're both terrible. Why did they decide to do that? I have no idea. And have it filmed. Whose idea was that? <laughs> I don't know. It was it was like I would rather watch a sumo wrestler have a bowling ball bounce off of his belly than watch um, Ted Cruz and <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel play basketball. It was it was almost literally painful and didn't they have a crowd of several hundred watching them or maybe yeah. several thousand yeah yeah, yeah. a bunch like, of people there come watch how terrible we are <laughs> those those poor people yeah. <laughs> gouging their eyes out pouring acid on their eyes doing what they can to escape all right so uh, i think that's good enough transition yeah good good transition transition right. that's, that's transition <laughs> that's enough to, uh, that's enough election talk so uh, I thought that we should make a note of the fact that so we are trying to have guests from the SSEU on the show and we are we are working our way down a non-existent list. So it's a little bit random who uh, who gets on the show, but we are trying to get to everyone in due time. I would say it's not just a little bit random. It's completely random <laughs> is, is the way I would describe it. It is whoever we think of uh, inviting on for the show for next week and who happens to have time. I, I think we I think we invited Flag on the day before we recorded. <laughs> yeah, but so there will be a guest uh, next week and there will be future guests oh, in the future. Mysterious. It's a, it's a mystery. Try to guess. Try to guess who's the guest, who the next guest is. Tweet at Ryan. <laughs> At JV last. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at JVL who the next is for this podcast. He wants to hear from you. <laughs> he wants to know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So before we move on, uh, uh, Chris, you did have another election-related item you wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing all the hand-wringing was really hard for me, and, and maybe it's just where I am today. We just put way too much emotion in in elections, and it was actually nice to see Saturday Night Live uh, kind of make fun of themselves for this. They had an ad that I had you guys watch. I sent it to you. You guys watched uh, the midterm. What was it called? Midterm ad? Yeah, I think it was just midterm ad. That's we'll we'll what put it in show notes, and right. basically their, their cast were talking as Democrats about how you know, we're not worried at all. And, you know, they would have like sweaty pits and like drinking, you know, large amounts of alcohol, <laughs> just totally nervous. I mean, this woman, woman was shouting for her kids to go inside until the election was over, <laughs> which it's interesting that they can make fun of themselves for just the total overreaction about like America is it was the same it was two years ago. And it's very similar today. And it will be similar in two years. Like the election's not going to change that much about our daily lives and i guess the other thing that i watched was the, was the opening of snl i still watch snl because i'm a masochist and <laughs> do you watch it every saturday oh no 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 i've never watched it ah that's not true i think i've watched it once on television on youtube like they they post everything on youtube so i'll kind of click through and watch what's what's going on i want to keep my finger on the pulse of you know elite <laughs> liberal new york culture so the, the, the opening ha- was – what's interesting is their political coverage is just – it, it assumes that everybody watches a lot of cable news, which I 
I don't even know how to find. I don't know what channel CNN or, or Fox is on my TV. I don't watch it. I, I don't be, care that much. You should probably be better at navigating your TV guide then. I, I, it's, it's above the sports channels but below TNT where Thursday Night Basketball is. Okay, um, well, you have some it's idea. It's somewhere between, yeah. Yeah, but so, you you mentioned earlier like how they make fun of uh, Judge Janine. So they had Laura Ingram. They had Kate McKinnon doing Laura Ingram. They had What's-Her-Face doing Judge Janine Pirro. And I've seen Laura Ingram. Like, I've seen clips of her posted on Twitter. But I've I've never seen Judge Janine Pirro. You know, I, I read... Uh, Andy Ferguson's write-up of her book, which was pretty good. When he read like the best yes, <laughs> yeah. When he re- he read all those terrible books, <laughs> terrible books. And Judge Janine, it should be pointed out that she was judge for like two years, like thirty years ago, and like it's it's part of her title somehow. Like we're not, yeah. Like this is not you. You are not an earl or a duke <laughs> or a lord. Like this, you served for a time, and then when you left that position, you are not a judge. You're not a judge. Anyway, she's got a TV show, but like, you don't know. She, I mean, I I don't watch her show, but I'm pretty sure she judges people. I'm sure she's very judgy. That, that, you know, people that have, you know, darker skin, she seems to be very (laughs) judgmental. (laughs) But I guess my point is that there have got to be maybe 10 million people in America who would look at Judge Jeanine Pirro and say, I know who that is. But someone did a lengthy impression of her. I don't want to know those people, though. Yeah, I, I don't either. <laughs> like, and and this was supposed to be like comedy that someone is doing a bad, you know, a, I don't know if it was a bad or a good impression, but an impression of Judge Jean Pirro talking about the uh, immigrant caravan. And uh, I was just like, man, like, yeah, uh, if this is the best comedy that we have, we're in a bad state where um, a bunch of hand wringing like people concerned about what cable news personalities say are you know making fun of them and assuming that you're your average joe in america is like oh that's such a brilliant takedown of judge janine i'm efforting the, her ratings keep going keep keep going yeah, i'm just gonna okay. see how many people are gonna i understand like how, that... how many liberals are hate watching judge janine oh probably a lot it's probably like all of her ratings <laughs> well i wish i wish there weren't people that were watching her that were, you know, earnestly watching her saying, like, I need to get my news. Judge yes. <laughs> yes. coming on. No, but uh, as we have learned recently... Hey, hey, hey. Ryan's looking up something. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's not on MSNBC, is she? Um... You know what? I don't know how to look up ratings for TV shows. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this stupid website claimed to have ratings for TV shows, but all they're showing me is articles about TV shows. going to show me she didn't have a regular show on there. <laughs> go back go back <laughs> cortana cortana go back <laughs> do, you, do you have an alexa can you ask alexa to bring up the ratings 
she's not in the closet with me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Monday, November 5th. Uh, let's see here. Um, what time is she on? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> this is all the last names. What's her last name? Piro. Piro. Does okay, she even so, have a show? I thought she did. Yeah, but... Is it called something with J- Judge Janine Pirro? I mean, for Fox, it shows it shows 4 p.m. Cavuto, 5 p.m. Five, 6 p.m. Bear, 7 p.m. McCallum, 8 p.m. Carlson, 9 p.m. Hannity, 10 p.m. It's called Justice with, with Judge Janine. It, yeah, but she's it not is, on it, from, it is from sa- 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. She's not on. Sa- Saturdays at 9. Saturdays at 9? <laughs> <laughs> You know what everyone's oh, doing at 9 p.m. on a Saturday? Gosh. They're they're right. watching news. Abort. I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right then, Chris. There are there's got to be I didn't know she had a weekend show. <laughs> what if so many people talk about her if she only has a weekend show? That that's quite a gig to have a 1-hour show on a Saturday. Yeah, she's in between Waters and Gutfeld. Waters. Who's Waters? J- Jesse Waters? Yeah, yeah. that idiot. Like he's just known for being annoying, right? Yes. <laughs> what I have learned about humor uh, is that it's not supposed to be funny anymore, right? <laughs> you you can right. just go up there and give a political screed and that's supposedly funny? Or uh, is it because yeah. humor is too serious to be funny anymore? Didn't, was it Leslie Jones that that commented about this in the spring where it's like, well, we just felt like it was such an important time that we had to be political and, and kind of step away from humor. And it's like, there was somebody, there was a comedian who released a Netflix special that was basically yep. criticizing being too funny. I didn't watch it. So I just read I, about it. Basically her ending her comedy career. Wasn't it Hannah Gatsby? Yeah. H- Hannah Long. <laughs> yes. Hannah Long had a Netflix special that she ended <laughs> by apologizing for, for trying to be funny and how she, she what she said is that like self-deprecating, she apologized for being self-deprecating because as a as a lesbian woman, she's a lesbian woman, as a yes, lesbian listen, woman, like listen, you should hey, not be self-deprecating. Hang on, Chris, Chris, I want to apologize for how humble I've been on this podcast. Uh, I've been far too humble on this podcast, all the episodes that we've done it. Um <laughs> My commitment to you guys is that um, I'm going to be less humble from now on and really promote, you know, mid-30s white male that I represent uh, because being humble doesn't really doesn't really um, do anything for them. Did, so, yeah. Did you're you, a privileged when, white male and you should just do that. Did you mm-hmm. change the tone of your voice? Did it get darker? Yeah, well, I was being serious, Thomas. Oh. This is a serious topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, in the foreplay, we talked about one of perhaps uh, Ryan's favorite comedian, Anthony Jesselnick, and how his entire comedy is based on, you know, what is it that you hold dear and we can't joke about? We're going to joke about that. Yeah. Like, in, in his uh, Netflix comedy special in San Francisco, Thoughts and Prayers, like, he makes fun of Eric Clapton 
and oh just him losing his two-year-old son, and um, and people just went nuts because it's not funny. But when he talks about it, it's really funny. <laughs> I mean, and like literally every joke that he makes is like, "Oh, that's horrible!" But wow, there's a release at being able to laugh at something that's not funny at all. It's weird. It's weird, yeah. but like it's 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 not it's not necessarily cruel. It's kind of funny being like, "Oh, this guy like is you know doesn't care about." this stuff yeah and this is before uh, louis ck became persona non grata uh, he did the same thing where he would touch on topics like racism that you're not really supposed to joke about yeah and he also did on his last netflix netflix special he did a whole bit on abortion that mm. you know really was pretty fair i think to both sides and it was really funny even as someone who takes abortion really seriously, it was it was funny. And, you know, just, again, nobody else is going to joke about yeah. it in, in the way that he did. Nobody else is going to mock people that are, uh, like, you know, pro-abortion in the way that he did in, in that special. It is interesting how those things which are taboo are kind of our secret loves, kind of. Like, I remember... A Ross Douthit uh, double review in a national review where he reviewed both Magic Mike and Ted. Um, Ted, the <laughs> stupid comedy with the... the yeah. Uh, yeah, Seth MacFarlane Mark and, and Seth Mark MacFarlane. And he was like, so Ted is a racist doll, <laughs> and that's playing really well in liberal enclaves, like on the coasts. Like that... that um, like, ooh, listen to him. Listen to this little racist guy. Um... <laughs> Clearly, I've never seen Ted. I think, <laughs> like, I loathe Seth MacFarlane. Really? Um, I do. Yeah. What? I like it. What I do you have against MacFarlane? I just, just let me finish my thought. Um, and uh, and then Magic Mike, how that's playing in the heartland and doing really well. Where like a male stripper, it's it's ooh, like that's that's really racy in the heartland where certain values are such like you've got all kinds of housewives going off to watch that show where that's pretty tame you know in liberal culture um and uh how like how opposite these films are and how they in in two different demographics they're really thriving i thought it was it was really good I, insight. yeah that, that is a good point yeah i i can see that now what do i hate about seth MacFarlane? everything oh you don't like so talent it's... you don't like talented people that's that's fair if you don't i mean if i didn't like talented ted, people i wouldn't like, like him so in the... Ted, what are you uh, talking about Ted he sounds, he sounds so many other things besides Ted. He sounds just like the family guy. He just sounds like Peter Griffin. Like The, the he, show where he does like six different characters and records them every week. Family guy, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And what's the dog's name? You're so dumb. Fact check true. Brian. <laughs> what's what's the dog's name? Brian. Brian. Man. Like Brian, like in this stupid show with stupid humor, none of it's smart. Brian is this moral voice and i just can't listen to that after the lack of brian too brian's just as dumb as the rest of them i don't know the the preening moral voice of brian have you ever watched the show i I watched several seasons of it brian has a bit of a problem with the drink doesn't he this is all i remember from that show yeah i'm glad you don't like it tom I like the show. I, I haven't watched the last few seasons, but I still like it. If it's on, like if a rerun of it is on, I'll watch it. It's funny. And if you say it's not funny, then you're wrong. I, I mean, there are funny parts. I just don't don't appreciate the humor. I don't I don't like Seth. Oh, Farland. so it's funny. You just don't appreciate that it's funny. That's funny. I'm not gonna say he has no talent. I just um oh, really because that's what you said. 
like the shock value. I, I don't love that. Like going hosting the Oscars and singing a song about actresses. Do you remember the song he sang? I remember he sang a song that was. <laughs> I shocking, don't. I, I, guess. I don't remember what exactly. I remember I liked the I liked the year that he hosted the Oscar the Oscars. But I also liked when James Franco hosted. Did he host the Emmys or the Oscars with someone else? And everybody like complained that like he just seemed like he didn't care or whatever. I thought it was funny. I I like James Franco. Yeah, he he was just like he was kind of just being dumb the whole time, and people got really upset that he wasn't taking it seriously. Listen, I, to be clear, I, I hate the Oscars too, and I've never watched it, and I, I like the, the whole thing. I despise your whole thing. So Ryan, made that clear. Ryan, you like the spectacle that's the award show, like watching I it do. for four I, hours I watch, or whatever. Uh, I mean, I try to. We we. Uh, Rose and I, we we try to watch the Emmys and the Oscars every year. You watch the uh, Emmys? Some, sometimes the Golden Globes, too. Yeah, I don't... I mean, it, to me, it's entertaining. It's funny. Like, obviously, I find some of the stuff ridiculous, and there's... When they throw politics in it, that's... I mean, I, I am over being annoyed at Hollywood people throwing their politics into things, because, I mean, I just Listen, don't care. Listen, you I, like football and MMA... <laughs> or you like high art like Ted and the Family Guy. It's it's a dichotomy. Choose one. That's Ted, what I got from Meryl's speech. Ted and the Family Guy. So MMA, MMA is stupid. So. Ryan spends so much time watching these award shows that it's not strange that his kids are starting to complain about neglect. <laughs> <laughs> Piper's like, I haven't eaten in forever. <laughs> No, sorry. Makes dad, dad has to figure out who's going to win the Oscar for cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, on, hang on. Sound editing's coming up next. <laughs> like he's he's got his his ballot of all the sound editors. Or is it the movie or the or the editor that wins? The editor. Uh, no, the movie does. Movie. Okay. All right. So I believe that we uh, we have a sponsor this week, Ryan. Uh, yeah, you guys uh, just sent me over this uh, Express VDN ad. Um, let me look over it real quick. Uh, wait, I thought this was a VPN ad. A venereal disease network? Do I, do people actually want the clap? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys? Do you guys have Hulu? No, I think I do. All right. <laughs> so I've well, considered getting it just so I can watch. We did for a while. We did for I mean because we watched we watched all the seasons of uh, what's that show everybody loves um, everybody loves Raymond oh yeah <laughs> yes yeah. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale we watched the Handmaid's oh, Tale oh did you really yeah, what, it's, what was it like like it's really good it's not like it's not this like they you like the parts they try to throw in. Um, well, it's, it's Mike Pence's vision for America. It's, it's what but we're it's really for. you know they try to sell it as that, and there's like it's it's about like an overbearing, oppressive government, and when they just do that, like when it's honest, like that's what it honestly is. Now there are times when they obviously try to shove in that oh this is the conservative these are conservatives that would do this, and it and it's totally not earned, and it and it doesn't feel like it's part of the rest of the show when they try to shove that in in little places here and there but they don't do that very often and for the most part 
it is just a screed against large over <laughs> overbearing oppressive governments. Like that's what the show is. But and, that is and when and when it's that, it's really good. And then but yeah, they try to they try to shove in their their politics, their progressive politics into it and it but it doesn't feel natural and it yeah, doesn't work. feel it doesn't feel like the rest of the show and it's for me like that stuff for me is easy to ignore because it's just like you know that's not that's like that doesn't ring true and like it, it's obvious what they're doing so i i don't know to me like but i'm 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 like i i'm easy that way to where like i can i, I can overlook stuff that's like yeah obviously yeah. shoved in and just take the overall but, like uh message of it but so the the source material the, so it's based I, uh, on, it's based on a book right uh, yeah and i i haven't i don't know what the books are like because i haven't read those I don't know. well it's it's like the wire how um you know everyone working on the wire was liberal but it essentially isn't exactly a a uh, an endorsement of liberal politics no but, like but it, baltimore is run by liberals like everybody in power it's like a failure it a, of a liberal it city. It was a mess. All the red tape, like yeah, yeah. But but they're also not they're also not condemning liberalism. They they are no, shining no, no. a light. They're they don't shining think a. They they're are. not trying. They don't to, think though. they are. I mean, yeah. They don't think. Yeah, exactly. They're not trying to. But I, like I always say, like there are universal truths. I believe, yeah. and like it, you know, they can't help but make progressive not not liberalism in the. You know, or progressivism, they can't help but make it look bad, uh, or you know, the more government side look bad because, it, I mean, it, it just is. And no matter no matter what the purpose of what they were attempting to do was, yeah, like their, um, uh, their teacher unions are trapping kids in those schools. And yeah, like, school choice is bad. Like these kids need to be stay in these failing schools. Yeah, no, I, I, I love, I've, I've mentioned this many times before. The Wire is probably my favorite show of all time. There is, yeah, so. it's, it, yeah, that for me, it's. I haven't, I haven't. I mean, I've watched it. I've watched it all the way through, probably three or four times. But it's been maybe four or five years since the last time I watched it. I need to go back and watch it again. But I think I've only watched it once. I've what I definitely. It's one that I've liked watching more than once. Yeah. Which I mean, it's not uplifting, but still. No, but for it's me, really, it's it's in this it's, so good. it's in this rarefied air far above any other show. Like there's there's, I don't feel like any other show has come close. Like, there are no, a lot of like, shows that uh, that I love, but as far as just overall quality acting, everything, yeah, yeah. Some great. someone some you know some Gitmo millennial mentioned to me the other day that they tried to watch The Wire, but they oh, they no. they didn't like it because. It feels dated because they're using pagers, for example, and I'm. You, you have to be able to overlook that. Like it can still yeah. be a good show, even though they're not running around with iPhones. And, and yet yeah. they'd probably watch like a period, you know, yeah. drama. They'd watch the Americans and be like, "Oh, like this is interesting," you know. I like the Americans, but I haven't finished the last season yet, so maybe I don't like it as much as I thought I did. I've I finished about a season and a half, and then I sort of ended up abandoning it and i'm not quite sure why maybe because i just didn't like it enough but i'm gonna give it another shot i like um i, I like both of the leads a lot i think they're both really good they, uh, they are I can't... So, something about the wire so in the wire you have a uh, thomas carsetti uh aiden gillen uh yeah. who is also lord baelish 
uh, and yeah. who also appears in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And it was really weird to see him do something other than Lord Baelish. Uh, because that's how he, I have come to picture him. Was he uh, kind of like a genuine character in Bohemian Rhapsody and not like, uh, you know, a sinister uh, guy kind of working behind the scenes? No, well, he was the, ba- he was the band's manager looking to earn more money. So. Oh, okay. So he, he can do that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. I, I have a... I, I don't remember... Tons about the wire, but I have steeped in my memory uh, Carsetti uh, running for mayor and sitting in an office, like not wanting to fundraise <laughs> and just like throwing a ball against the wall or something, yeah. and just like hating his life. Like he, you know, he was a councilman who wanted to be mayor, and he's like, ah, I don't want to do this. I, I like I like the wire's depiction of politics in that it's it doesn't glorify it, and it's just. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a bit of a Machiavellian. This is what you need to do yeah. to win power, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have I have two favorite scenes. Well, I have three favorite scenes. Uh, two of them are in the first season. One is where uh, Bank and and McNulty investigate a crime scene, and they only use the F word. <laughs> and huh. it, it is it it is it is brilliantly brilliantly acted uh, and written. Actually, I'm not sure how much of that they wrote. If if Jimmy and and Bank just did it. Uh, then there's the chess scene, also from the first season, where they explain how the game works. Uh, and then there's uh, the scene where they are interviewing uh, people from from the from the boat, and none of them speak English. So your favorite scene isn't one of the scenes where they're trying to frame homeless people being serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> what what was stupid? How how much they glorified the the reporters? Like oh, yeah. oh in the last season. Was that the last season? I yeah, mean, there was also the, the worst one season. female writer who like drives out to buy a paper. You know, just, did I make the front page? And it's like, uh, you know, she wrote this big story, and it's like, um, I, you know, nobody lives in that world where they're like, oh, I can't wait to see the paper to like, oh, I, like, oh, this was written by her. Oh man, she's had good work before. <laughs> like, no one knows oh, the yeah. of, of the journalists that they're reading, and like, no yeah. one reads papers, and it's. Yeah. Doesn't one of the reporters end up getting a job at the Washington Post or something by the end of the fifth season? That sounds right. Yeah, I don't quite, I don't quite remember that. The, the fifth season was the the most boring out out of the out of the five. Can we talk about the heist? I I thought we weren't allowed to talk about that. Well, okay. I mean, stop so- recording. Okay. Yes, yeah. Don't stop don't recording. Just stop recording. We'll talk about it. Yeah. So we really need to talk about JVL's thank you heist. What exactly is a thank you heist? Whoa. Just he's been so nice to us that we wanted to get him something really, but we can't afford to get him anything that he actually wants. Have you seen the watches that he likes? Yeah, they're so they're the only thing I can think is that we're gonna have to steal one of these watches that he likes, one of these you know twenty thirty thousand dollar watches. And so I think we need to start thinking about planning a thank you heist. You know, it, yeah, we're stealing, but it's to say thank you to him for being so nice. So even if we're caught, I don't think if it's, as long as we explain it that way, I don't think we'll be getting in too much trouble. It's not really a crime. No, 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 not a crime. I mean, I, I'm not a criminal. Are you a criminal? I mean, you might be a criminal alien, but other than that, <laughs> you're not violent. We got to leave Thomas out of this. He's working on his citizenship, and I think Meg said that. Wait, a two man heist, a two man, a two man thank you heist won't work. 
He can be the man in the chair. He can be the guy on the computer with the headpiece in, like, telling us the things that we're supposed to do. Really? Because I was wanting him to be the muscle. <laughs> uh, you haven't seen the relative lack of muscle. Not, not, that, anyone <laughs> get, not that anyone would get hurt, but I wanted Thomas to make them feel like they might get hurt if things went the wrong way. But how like, Would he wear, like, a see-through muscle shirt? <laughs> that's what I picture Europeans wearing to the disco. Uh, but how are we gonna practice for this heist? Are we gonna watch a, a bunch of heist movies? Ocean's Eleven through Thirteen. The Thomas Crown uh, how about, Affair. How about Eight? Uh, oh well, I mean, I don't. I don't. It's think a that, lady heist. Does that count? I don't think no. I don't think that really applies to us. That's you know, completely different skill set. I think. Plus, I Thomas seen. hates women. It's, it's well established. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want any lady lawyers or lady, you know, criminals. So, yeah, not I, that we're not criminals. That's wrong. No, but, not, Ryan. I think not, one of the many times, one of the many, many times that we spent waiting for you to get on the call to record the podcast, Thomas and I discussed how much he loves heist this? movies. I don't know, Thomas. When did we discuss heist movies? I feel like it has been a, a, a theme. Uh, but but Ryan hasn't heard about this. Like you love the heist movie. Uh, I I love almost all heist movies. I I think they're terrific. Like there there are the one with uh, Edward Norton and Robert De Niro. That's the score. Score, yeah, yeah. Where he he goes uh, he he does what Sean White got in trouble for a couple <laughs> weeks ago. You know you know what's special Is about that part of the plot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because <laughs> he gets a job. As a person with a mental handicap mm-hmm. to get on the inside of oh, wherever man. they're stealing. Oh, like whatever. The Ringer except for heists. Yeah. I haven't seen The Ringer. Well, but I, yeah. You, you know what's... Well, spent? The Ringer is where some dude... That's with like, Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, pretends to... Like, so oh, he wins Special the Olympics. Special yeah, Olympics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as I told you guys, um, I watched the score in theaters on one of my first dates. It wasn't my first date. It was maybe my fourth or fifth date with my wife back in 2001 when it came out so when it when it comes to heist movies uh i i do have a favorite which is the original italian job have either of you seen this the one with mark Wahlberg. that's the original right <laughs> oh god no <laughs> the, the one with michael Caine. uh so well, i've seen the swedish version is there a is there one with michael Caine? <laughs> yeah, the Italian job from sometime in the 1960s with Michael Caine is it's probably the gold standard for uh, heist movies. It is amazingly made. It is it is it is it is both funny, it is clever, and it's great. I recommend it for everyone to see. Uh, I so also... was the I I I've only seen the one with Mark Wahlberg. Is the is the plot of the first one also? Uh, a commercial for Mini. Yeah, essentially. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They used the oh, Mini. So they drive to... Minis through somebody's house. They they do uh, through many houses uh, in Rome and through the narrow streets and up on a football stadium or something like that. Yeah. I honestly so... thought the driving scenes in that movie were the best parts of it. Anyway, so. Yeah, I mean that that is the probably the highlight of it. So the original has uh, Michael Caine. Uh, do you guys know who Benny Hill is? I don't think he's as well known in the U.S. as he is in Britain. Benny Hill. I don't. Benny Hill. Benny Hanna. <laughs> uh, steak, steak guy. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah. Do you guys have any favorite heist movies? Would uh, you consider The Sting a heist movie? It's more of a sting movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's by far my favorite sting movie. <laughs> I'm not huge in heist movies, but I really like Ant-Man as a sting movie. Yeah, I guess it is kind of. Did I say sting movie or heist movie? I like said, it as a heist movie. You said sting movie. I think Ant Man like... and the Wasp. <laughs> sting movie. Ant Man and the Wasp didn't work for me, but but Ant Man was a good heist movie. They went in and they stole something. What yeah, did they, they steal? Did. The suit? No. Yeah, the suit. An ant. <laughs> <laughs> they stole the suit. That, that uh, what's his face? They stole Paul Rudd's charm. <laughs> No, the, uh, the the guy who played um, Buzz Aldrin. The guy who played Buzz Aldrin is a bad guy in Ant-Man. Corey Stahl? Corey Stahl. Corey Stahl. Well, I said like, I genuinely me. liked um, Ant-Man. Like, yeah, I, I thought that it worked in a way that Ant-Man and the Wasp didn't. And it essentially is a heist movie. Like, go in, get this thing, get out. And I, th- I thought thought it was... Because uh, I think in a girl in a heist movie is, is humor, wouldn't you say? Uh, I, I think it, it it's part of... M- a lot of heist movies, but in say in the score, uh, which is a pretty good heist movie, there is no almost no humor. That's true. Uh, but but in 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 the really good ones, like in Ocean's Eleven, like there are funny moments or humorous moments. I guess I should say the same goes for the Italian Job and and so on. I mean, would like Inception would that be considered a heist movie? That's a good question. Movie. If so, that would have to be up there. But Thomas is the self-appointed expert on heist movies. I think if it's not, I would say a recent one that I really like is The Town. That's mm. that's one of my favorite heist movies. I like The Town a lot. I haven't seen The Town. It's really, really good. John Hamm, the FBI agent, Ben Affleck, directed, stars in it. It's it, it's really good. Uh, what's his, Jeremy Renner is uh, one of the co-stars as well. Speaking of movies that we have seen recently, on uh, Megathread Day, this past Sunday, uh, Shannon and I had a watch party and watched uh, Mamma Mia. You Uh, guys really did that? We we really did that from beginning Uh, to end. You know why that happened, don't you? Why what happened? The watch party of Mamma Mia. Because I I wanted to watch Mamma Mia. Because I wasn't strong enough to stop it. (laughs) I, I am not sure. I'm not quite sure why it has gathered such a cult following because it is objectively not a good movie. <laughs> if you if you enjoy ABBA songs, you are better off like loading up YouTube and just playing is, the songs is... up there. Yeah, and the worst part about Mamma Mia, or the best part, depending on your perspective, is when Pierce Brosnan tries to sing, which is terribly atrocious. And people should go. He to... can't sing. He ca- he cannot sing. Not, oh, not to save his life. And they let him do it anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of the point. Uh, it, they're, they're ABBA songs, so anyone, anyone can sing. Uh, anyone can sing along if they want to. Not if you uh, don't. Is that one of their songs? You can dance if you want to. I thought that was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, it sounded to me like this was the first time you saw it. Uh, this is the second time I've seen Mamma okay. Mia. All right. All right. Uh, you also watched something recently, Chris, didn't you? Over the weekend. I watched Snatch, and it was so good. I had was that the first time you've seen it? No, I it I'd seen it a couple other times, but it had been a long time since I'd seen it. Yeah, I had so good. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I I realized as soon as the moment passed during the credits, opening credits, it says a Matthew Vaughn picture. I was like, I should have taken a picture of this and like posted this to at least counter 
the Mamma Mia view party, um, watch party, <laughs> watch party of two. But yeah, Matthew Vaughn production directed by Guy Ritchie, starring a bunch of awesome people. It is Jason Statham, Brad Pitt. Uh, it is it is so good. Like all the things that that uh, Guy Ritchie does well are in that movie. Yes, agreed. And I, I was watching on a DVD of a friend. A friend had lent it to me a few months ago. And I was like, I'm not gonna have time. He's like, No, just just hang on to it. I was trying to add subtitles on the fly because I was like, What? <laughs> what are they saying? And uh, I was not able to do it from just the the screen while it was playing. Um, so it must have been an old DVD because when I got back to the home screen after the movie, there was it on the. You know, normally it's like main menu or play movie scene selections, special features. You know, like one you of them was, just was subtitles. Printed it from Lord Besos for like three dollars probably. And they have the X-ray feature. I was just well, about- because of our 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 bad legal representation. We don't have all the podcast money yet. We're waiting on that. <laughs> there isn't extra money to spend on Lord Bezos. Bezos. We, we have to actually borrow physical media from friends to watch things in this I, household. I am I am still surprised that you you watch physical DVDs. For a, for the majority of your movies, like this is how I you watch. I can't remember the last time I had a DVD player. To be honest, I just got out four DVDs from the library, um, and uh, I decided, yeah, from the college <laughs> library. They have a f- phenomenal selection at uh, uh, at the at a college library here in town where I have a card, where I also get my Bible commentaries and stuff. But um, they have a wonderful movie collection, and so because I prefer to not give. Lord Bezos, my money, because I don't have the podcast Bezos. money yet. Bezos. I am glad that we agree on the pronunciation at last. <laughs> at last, we do. Ryan, did you have a movie quote for us today? Yes, I do. It's it's another one I got an advanced screening of this film, so it's not out yet. <clears throat> no, I don't want to say it. Someone can hear me. Okay, okay. Hello, Mr. Secret Service. Please let me through. I'm here to give the front runner a Winchester reach around. <laughs> that was uh, Sarah Paxton from the upcoming film The Front Runner. <laughs> oh, wow, that's 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 almost better than uh, Domination and Pie. Uh, <laughs> almost. Okay, I believe that is all the time we are giving to this episode. Please tune in again next week and don't forget to check out the Megathread on Twitter and to listen to the substandard where JVL tears into Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) That's all for us. See you next week. Ryan? Yeah? What's wrong? You've been crying? I've been listening to the podcast... It's so bad, and I I don't know how to make it any better without replacing Chris and Thomas. They have me play this character where I have to pretend to want to be their friend. I just hate it. Well, can't you just give them money to quit? I mean, that guy Thomas seems like he'd do anything for a few bucks. Not sure about Chris, though. Yeah, I've been considering it. Well, i got to record the credits. Opening theme music by David Schwartz. Opening voiceover by Tim Lewis. Cover art design by Nick Chu. At the Nick A. Chu on Twitter. Evernote Premium. 
provided by Patrick Kenny. And as always, listen to the weekly substandard. This week, Mike Warren was on again, talking about how much he loves hot mulch. Hot mulching is so hot right now, you guys. That's all for next time. This time. Bye. So I believe that we have a sponsor today. Is that correct? Oh shit, that's me. <laughs> hey Thomas, this is me telling you to cut this out. <laughs> anyway, so but, but 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 Thomas, leave the next part like that we're gonna do right now. Leave that in. Leave this in, Thomas. Leave this in. What? <laughs> Oh my god.